Hello and welcome to episode 37 of the Game Train podcast. Uh, I am Carl Smith and as always I have Callan Davison right here with me. I'm not there with you. Yep, buddy wishes he was. <laughs> uh, and we've got a pretty big one. We're um, talking about Donkey Kong Country Tropical Freeze, this time on the Switch. Uh, it was already released on the Wii U, but uh, more on that later. We uh, we jumped in for the first time. We got a whole bunch of stuff to talk about with uh, with some questions about expos, going back to the old GameCube and having a little discussion about that. We have a whole bunch of Nintendo things to discuss and a bunch of games we've been playing. We've been a bit active this time, but before all that, let's start with the news. The Switch Online service details have finally been revealed, and they're pretty awesome. So the Australian prices we got, let's just get straight to the money part first. For one month, which is uh, 30 days, it's uh, $5.95 Australian. Three months, $11.95. And the full year is $29.95. So 30 bucks for a year. And you can also do a family membership, which you can only get for a year. And that's going to be $54.95. And with that, you get up to eight Nintendo account holders uh, who can use it even on different consoles. Wait, wait, wait. Does that mean so, you and I and like six of our mates could, could split it into like eight ways? I don't know. I think so. I mean, the last time I doubted something like that was the PS4 game share thing. And, you know, I just ignored it for so many years. And this time I'm going to jump straight in and figure that out. Because I don't know what happens with like, because I got my two brothers, you know, like you, my girlfriend. We've all got accounts. Do we all share the games? I don't know. But who knows? Anyway, so they said um, that's going to be from September. Uh, and games that have online, like Splatoon 2, Arms, Mario Kart 8 Deluxe, Mario Tennis Aces, will all require this online service to play online. Apparently not every game will require the service to play online, though, uh, but they haven't really filled more details in that. One really cool thing is that now it's going to have cloud saves. Yay! I'm so excited for that. Like, how funny is it that we're all so excited for, like, the most normal feature Hooray, cloud saves. But man, I'm so scared of like losing my Breath of the Wild save if if I bump my Switch or something. It's terrifying. Yep. Um, and they're going to be including a whole bunch of Nintendo Entertainment System games. So now I'm not quite sure. I've, I've tried to read into this. Does that mean like you just get all these games if you're part of the... Yes. You get all of them. Hey, I think yep. there's like there's 20 games at launch. Yep. Um, and so they they are awesome. Like there's a whole bunch, but they offer games like Super Mario Brothers and Super Mario Brothers Three, my favorite one. The Legend of Zelda. There's Doctor Mario. There's even the normal Mario Brothers, which is the really fun sort of multiplayer arcade one where you're just hanging around with the pipes and the turtles with the spiky shells. There's Donkey Kong, and there's also a few um, other classics like Ice Climber, Balloon Fight, Tennis, Soccer. I don't know. I think this is really cool. Like, I wasn't sure what they were going to offer. And they kept saying, like, oh, we'll give you details early May or details coming soon. And I'm like, I don't know if you guys should keep pushing this away. Like, is it going to be worth the wait? But I think it is. For 30 bucks a year for one person, I think it's pretty cool. Also, and this one's funny. Like, Callan, you and I had a chat about this yesterday. And I, I don't know. I still find it so weird. But after all this announcement, they uh, there was a lot of questions about 
is the virtual console coming back? And they officially answered no, saying um, uh, there are currently no plans to bring the classic games together under the virtual console banner, as has been done with other Nintendo platforms. And people are like riled up about it. But I'm, I don't get why there's this anger about not having the words virtual console over there like retro downloads, you know? Yeah, I think people just wanted to be able to bring their old games across. Well, I mean, that's never happened, right? No. Between the, like, Wii and then the Wii U and the yeah. DS, like, you've, we had to rebuy them all the time. And I don't know, I think, I feel like they just, they wanted a, a thing called Virtual Console. And the complaints sound like they sound sad that they're not getting these games, but it's like we're getting just as many as we ever have of old retro classics from, like, every... um generation from the very first one you know all the way to like bayonetta one and two so i don't know i'm i'm pretty happy with how it's going it's not as organized as it could be but they're still there like even those old neo geo games and uh, i don't know I'm, I'm pretty happy with it um also in the news for nintendo is uh on the 13th of july um they are launching a new adjustable charging stand for the nintendo switch hooray uh, yeah it's another thing. that This is kind of like cloud saves. It sounds simple, but it's something everyone has been asking for and wanting for ages. Now you can play it on tabletop mode while charging at the same time. Yay! Not only that... I know, like, yay, we can do normal stuff. Not only that, you can adjust the angle so it's not pointed straight at your chest when you're in a plane or something. Like, you can actually angle it a bit more and make it a bit more comfortable. That's, uh, that's Nintendo, at least, for the news for now. Also, the God of War photo mode finally came out, I believe, just today, as a obviously a free update. Uh, and Santa Monica uh, Studios, the creators of God of War, have said that they have plans for five more games in the God of War series. Only five? So, um, yeah, just five, unfortunately. Yeah. So sorry to everyone who wanted 200. <laughs> I wanted at least six more. At l- yeah, I, I know. Like, five seems a bit cheap, right? Like... Come on, give us the average seven, guys. Um, five, though. This sounds like Avatar again, you know? Like, isn't he making another four or five? But after finishing part one, um, you could see it's only a small part of a bigger story, so... Oh, definitely. Yeah, you, you feel it's like part so one of much... the trilogy, so... You know, you could see one trilogy happening with the next two games, and then maybe a following trilogy beyond that, and then see five games. Yeah, yep, that's very true. Um, and it, the ending of this one, which I, I finally finished it just last night before recording, um, and the ending of this one really feels like the early God of War games, where you were like, oh yeah, I see so many chapters here that are like able to be filled and played in. I don't know, it's not so much a cliffhanger as just a thing like where you're like, yeah, okay, I'm good with that, and I'm kind of excited to see what else happens. Also, the Destiny 2 Expansion 2 called Warmind is out now. Um, we tried to jump on and have a look, but you know, it, I literally just jumped on my Xbox like maybe half an hour before recording this, so we'll be playing this weekend and have a lot more to say about that next week. All right, and uh, also, the AFL has partnered with Riot Games to put on a tournament of League of Legends in Melbourne in November, so that's pretty exciting. And I think that's the news today. 
All right, and so let's uh, let's move right on into the games we've been playing since the last episode. Um, Callan, you've been quite busy, right? I have. Right, so last episode I mentioned my hype train was to finally finish Persona 5. Yes. I finished I Persona 5. I did it. That. It's done. The credits are rolled. Like, that's it. I'm done. It's done. How many hours was I it, Nia? I think it was about 115, 116, around there. Nice. Wow. That is that is a good amount of game time. Yeah. So you take out your 15 to 20 hour tutorial and it's about a 100 hour game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, wing. Uh, it was it was awesome. I really liked it. Um, yeah. I didn't mind how it ended and stuff. Um, I didn't... Are you happy with the ending? Was it sort of worth the... Yeah, I thought the ending was fine. Uh, I don't want to talk about it in case anyone here is playing the game at the moment because spoilers yes, and all that. Yes, of course. But, uh, AKA me. Yeah, it was uh, Yeah, it was good. I enjoyed it. So I'm happy I, I got it done. Um, it was funny because I thought I was right at the end of the game and someone's like, no, nah, you've got like another eight hours to go. I'm like, yeah, whatever. Anyway, so I sat down in the afternoon and then it was about eight hours later that I rolled the credits and I'm like, <laughs> my eyes were just blurry. I was tired and I was just like, oh, what? <laughs> what just oh, happened? Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So wow. it, it was good. It was fun. I enjoyed it. Oh, nice, nice. I still have to jump back in. I think I'm on like the third palace or something. <laughs> it's like, would I play it again? No. Would I play Persona 6? <laughs> Not this year. Yeah, you're all persona out. Yeah, but next year, if Persona 6 launches or the year after, I'd go back in and do another one. Oh, yeah, that's pretty cool. Well, um, as I mentioned, I just finished the main sort of story of God of War yesterday, finally. And um, I really enjoyed that. Like, wow and still like i i love like no spoilers in the actual story but i love how it ends in the way that it like gives you you know like most games end and gives you the option to continue and keep doing your side quests yeah the way this game does it was just really tastefully done and and i really liked it it was just something so simple but it was very cool i was like oh cool okay and it kind of just let you just roll on yeah. without even skipping a beat and I, I love that so that was really cool i wish i could say more i wish we could both say more we should we you know what we should team up with um our friends at drop Bay gaming one day and just do a full spoiler cast and go hardcore. actually speaking of spoiler cast i'm jumping on someone else's uh podcast tonight to do a spoiler cast of god of war so oh nice nice well i mean you've already said that much you want to drop who it is for our listeners so we can have a little sneaky listen of you I'm doing it with the guys from uh, Ultra Super Mega. Now, I don't know if it's on their normal podcast or if they're doing a special one-off God of War spoiler cast. It sort of hasn't been made fully clear to me. So on the next episode, I'll drop the link and all that to the actual podcast so you can have a listen to it if you want. Ah, okay. Yes. Cool. Also, we, uh, well, I, for the first time, jumped into Skate 3 finally with the Xbox One backwards compatible uh, enhanced version you know the yep. i think it's a it's a 360 game right yes it is and i kicked your ass at it so bad yeah you did you you definitely did i'm definitely the tony hawk pro skater 2 guy but i'll take that i'm happy with that mate that was just a one-off you beat me at tony hawk so whatever <laughs> all right we should do another one live for our listeners no um but that's okay. You can be the skate guy. That's cool. Um, I'm happy. I'm happy with being the Tony Hawk Pro Skater Two guy because you know at least that game is some people's favorite game of the entire generation. Yeah, same with but, skate. Uh, that of all of 360 games. Yep. 
Nice. Mate, there'll be some guy in like Eastern LA somewhere <laughs> that and hit, that was his favorite game of the generation. So we can call that now. <laughs> yeah, okay. I'm sure we could probably fill a room with Skate 3 peeps. You just never know. Um, what else did we do this week? Um, like I said, I looked at Destiny 2 a little bit, but I'll be jumping a lot more well, of that. Well, someone called that me extension. out saying I didn't like fun because I hadn't played Sunset Overdrive before. Oh, yes, yeah, Sunset Overdrive. So uh, so I sat down and, and tried some Sunset Overdrive. How long did you play it for? Played an hour, that's enough. I streamed not it, actually. Enough. Um, oh, not enough. You know, but jumped on right. there, had a go. It was all right. Like, it was all right for a game that's like five years old. Wow, it is five years it old. It is five years now, old, hey? yeah. I was like, okay, five years ago, this would have been really cool. But from everything else I've seen these days, eh, it's all right. Uh, I'm still, I'm such a big fan. I just, I love so the So I, I embrace the fun, showing that I do enjoy fun, unlike yourself, who still doesn't like fun. Um, I, I, so I did all the things I, you I'm me, back right? in the fun circle of fun. So. I tried WoW, and you had a big cry about my reaction. Well, it's all so right, similar. because you'll be reviewing the, the newest WoW expansion later this year, so have fun with that. I'll be listening to you review it, and I'll be like, yeah, I remember that part. That was really fun when I played that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, what else did we do this week? We did quite a bit. I, um, I jumped back into the Red Dead Redemption uh, just because I was hyped from the new trailer. So I jumped back into that uh, backwards compatible 4K version that you can now play on Xbox One X. Uh, same as anyone knows, you know, like it's just Red Dead Redemption. Just looks very nice. And the gameplay, once you pass that really annoying part in Armadillo... It actually still holds up really well, and I had a lot of fun with it. Mostly, I just kept looking at the skies, because they're still ridiculously awesome. <laughs> um, and, Callan, you, you have some final Bloodborne news I, for your challenge. I do, actually. Um, so, I finished it. <laughs> I did it, finally. Wow. I rolled those credits. Good work. I killed every boss but one, which I actually didn't find one. I didn't realize until after that I didn't find one of the bosses. Oh, well, does that mean your challenge is complete or are you going to go back nah, and find I'm, 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 That's it. That's It's done. It's done. Um, You're done? Yeah. How many deaths in the end? Uh, I ended up with 177. Nice. That's really interesting. Must have been like a weird thing counting your deaths. It was. It was. And it was getting frustrating, especially near the end. I got stuck on a boss last night. I reckon it, I took 20 plus attempts at him. Wow, um, the hard, the hardest thing I did in that game it was, and oh, I was losing it, and it was hard because I had to keep doing weights in between each death, and then it was fatiguing me. So I was getting angry, oh. and I was getting fatigued, <laughs> and yeah. But then on the attempt that I finally got him, it was so touch and go, and I'd used up all my potions, and I'd used this special emergency emergency potion, potion which you only get one in the whole game. I've, I've used that as wow. well, and I just beat him. And I'm like, oh, never again. <laughs> and, wow, and, so then, and then, and then, emergency person. And then, so that wasn't even the last boss. That was an optional boss in the DLC. Then I went to wow. do the last boss, and I did the last boss in uh, one attempt. And then I did the optional last last boss in two attempts, and was like, that was really easy. Wow. I mean, that's the case with so many games. You know, like even God of War. Yeah. Or just. Even like going way back to the old Mortal Kombat games, it was always the second last boss 
that I spent the longest time on, like in Mortal Kombat Ultimate, Ultimate Mortal Kombat 3, I remember spending just hours and hours on Motaro, and then you eventually get to Shao Kahn, and you just like roll him. I'm like, what? Yeah. Seems like the guardian of the ending. Even like Final Fantasy, there's always this like epic battle, and then there's this kind of battle at the end you, you can do in like two hits, and then a special move, and you're like, oh. Yeah, like okay. it, even like the la- these last bosses, like just the amount of damage I was doing to them compared to this optional boss. And I'm like, as soon as I started, I saw how much damage I'm doing. I'm like, this is going to be an absolute cakewalk. I just knew because of just how much damage I was outputting in them. But yeah, but then to make myself feel bad, <laughs> I uh, after I finished the game, I went, hmm, went onto YouTube, <laughs> Bloodborne speedrun. This guy that does it in 35 minutes. Wow. Yeah, and it was it was the most insane thing. Like he's doing his boss and he's as he's running in, he goes, Right, I'm gonna run in, take three steps, use this item, and then I'm gonna go R one, R one, R one, R two. Like he was choreographing his exact moveset. And he was right. He goes, and now the boss will nudge me, and the boss nudges him, and he goes, Now I'll kill it, and bang. And it's like, what the actual hell was that? Wow, imagine the hours of time. I know, I know. It was just, it was the most ridiculous thing I'd seen. I was like, what? Jeez. Yeah. That's, that's pretty amazing. Yeah. Wow. So, um, having said that, I guess that's, that's most of our games we've been playing. And that means you now move your Callan's Bloodborne Challenge to a new game, right? Yes, that's right. So, Neo, the game that came out last year. Sorry. Yeah, which people were saying is like Dark Souls and Bloodborne as well, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. It's, it's supposed to have that really hard sort of difficulty curve in the game. Um, similar style yep. of combat, etc. Uh, I hadn't played it before, so it's going to be interesting jumping in. So I'll be starting that now. It's the Neo Challenge, so we'll see how that goes. Same thing. Every time nice. I die, there'll be a death counter that goes up. I'll do exercises. It'll be on Twitch. Awesome. Um, I mean, and that's that's the games we've been playing since the last episode, and Twitch being uh, where you can catch us playing those games, which our Twitch is twitch.tv slash GameTrainTwitch. Callan's new Neo Challenge is now going to be every Sunday and Wednesday, 8 p.m. AEST, and you're going to be doing a variety stream most Thursdays from 8 p.m. AEST? Yes. And uh, I will be doing Monday nights, 8 p.m. AEST, also a variety stream. Uh, I think next week coming, I might be doing telltales as batman so come and help me make some decisions that'll be a bit of fun cool that brings us to this week's shout out and it's a it's a special guest as well actually he's uh qualbert gamervet on um on instagram now that's q u a l b e r t underscore g a m e r v e t gamervet because he's a he's a vet by trade and uh, also a hardcore gamer and he loves it as much as we do good friend of ours ben colbert um he's got great content awesome pics on his instagram and he has a very interesting collection to follow as well he um collects a lot of fun things namely like uh sort of gaming soundtracks but like really beautiful sort of vinyls and things like that as well as just a bunch of retro games i think he leans over very uh nintendo wise he's got a lot of Cool stuff there, and and um, he's into quite a bit of um, old school sort of RPGs and stuff. But has recently jumped onto Xbox One, also has a PS4. So there's a lot of fun stuff to check out there. I mentioned him as well because uh, him and I 
had a, a go of Labo this week and uh, I had him around to show him because he hadn't actually tried it himself and uh, we built the house, which we hadn't done yet. Callan, you've built the house, I yeah? I built the house, yeah. Yeah. So we had, we had a go of building that and it was a lot of fun, actually. I really loved building the house and the game itself wasn't quite as awful as I thought it was going to be. It was pretty interesting, like... Mechanics-wise, you couldn't really do much with it after one playthrough of about half an hour. But it was fun to put the things together and play the little mini-games. That creature that eats things with its eyes, though, I'm not okay with. <laughs> yep. Like, not alright. I wish... The, come on. This is Nintendo. Couldn't you guys make something a bit cuter and less freaky? It's terrifying. You have, like, 700 gorgeous little Pokemon, and you give us that terrifying beast. Like, talk about Bloodborne. If you ran into that in that game, I wouldn't be surprised at all. Just make it a bit, like, drippy. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so that's this week's shout-out. Qualbert Gamevet. Check it out on Instagram and say hello from us. Wow, that brings us already to our feature game, which this week is Donkey Kong Country Tropical Freeze on the Switch. Right. Um, so this game now, like I mentioned earlier, this game already came out on the Wii U. So, kind of like you know your um, Mario Kart 8 Deluxe and so on and so forth. But uh, they added a little extra stuff on this. So the graphics haven't really changed that much. They upped the resolution a tiny bit. They changed Donkey Kong's nose or something. It's a little bit strange. Uh, but mostly, what they added was the um, was the inclusion of Funky Kong. Now, the game, for those of you who don't know, is a side-scrolling platformer, which is kind of like Donkey Kong Country 1, 2, and 3, if anyone played that on the uh, Super Nintendo. And this time, instead of Rare, it's developed by Retro Studios. Uh, they also had assistance from Monster Games, and it's published by Nintendo. Um, so it is technically the fifth installment in the Donkey Kong Country series. I guess, I don't know how to describe it besides it's just, you know, a 2D platformer with... Some really cool, straightforward puzzles and um, different ways of using the different Kongs. Yeah, well... That's it. That's the gist, I really? guess the story this time, rather than the Kremlings, penguins attack and freeze Donkey Kong's island. And so Donkey Kong's angry at this and wants to get rid of the penguins. Yes, I suppose. Pretty much that's, what that's, that, the, that's story. the story of the game. Rather than his bananas yep. being taken like in the past, his island gets frozen. Yeah, and also they interrupt his birthday, yeah. which makes him pretty upset. Exactly. Did you play much of Donkey Kong Country Returns? I you know the- played it many years ago, but I don't really remember much of it. Look, my standout in the whole series has always been Donkey Kong Country 2, and I sort of put yeah. all the other ones up against that one. Well, I was going to mention that because, I mean, this is a obviously a, one of the Donkey Kong Country games, but it is a, a direct sequel to Donkey Kong Country Returns, but... You must be the same as me, as I found myself continuing to do this review as a comparison to the SNES games instead of a comparison to the one that it's actually a sequel to. Yeah. And I kind of, instead of like, I mean, this is our first time playing Tropical Freeze, but I almost treated this review as a, my first time playing either of the Tropical Freeze or the Returns one. Yeah. Because I, I found myself like, I'm doing all these comparisons and I'm like, is that how it was on Returns? Because I just kind of don't remember. It was... I, I had a lot of fun, but it wasn't really, like, memorable. 
to me. I don't know why. Yeah, look. Like, it didn't kind of stand out in its own it way. It was interesting, this one, how you only play as Donkey Kong unless you put it on Funky Kong mode. And, and, yeah, and someone's and always perched on your back or whatever, like Dixie and Diddy and um, Cranky this time as well. Yeah, um, they're much more just power-ups. Yeah, which was a bit disappointing because always in Donkey Kong, like, 2 and 3, etc., you know, you have the two and you can switch between them depending on what you want to do, whether it's, like, in 2, Diddy had the longer jump, like, could... I think it was the longer jump or the faster climbing. Had the fast climbing. Well, and Dix- Dix- yeah, Diddy had the faster climbing for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Dixie yeah, had the glide and Diddy would hold a barrel in front of him while Dixie would put it on her hair. So with Diddy, you could sort of run, you know, with a barrel. Into bad guys. Into bad guys. Yeah, and Dixie could jump into them from underneath. Yeah, um, it was just little things like that. Yeah. Um, and I, I miss the dynamic of like, it's kind of like when you're playing a racing game and you're driving different cars and, you know, you have to learn how each controls. It was kind of like that in the early games where, like, you know, using Donkey versus Diddy or Diddy versus... or Dixie versus Baby or, you know, like... Yeah. It just... They each felt different and it was kind of this extra element to the game. Yeah, well, this one, it just felt... Oh, it's like, oh, cool. All right, there's Cranky Kong's barrel. I'll skip that and I'll just go for the Dixie Kong one because it's a lot more helpful. It was Dixie all the way for me. Every time, just Dixie. She just, I felt like she did so much more than the other two. She was like OP, and then Diddy was like, okay, and Cranky was just awful. Uh, if, he, if you use his, because um, Cranky's ability in this one is uh, he bounces you higher. So he's actually useful for getting some puzzle pieces, but he can also bounce on spikes. So you can get across. Yeah, the bouncing on spikes was Which cool. was really cool. cool, while Dixie sort of elevates you a bit higher and uh, through a little flying thing and... Uh, Diddy does a sort of a longer sort of jetpack flight. Doesn't get you elevated, but gets you horizontal a bit more. Yeah, and also, I don't know what Diddy's was. You'll have to remind me, but... That's um, what I just said. Dixie's... No, no, hold on. I don't know what Diddy's was. You'll have to remind me, but Dixie, underwater, she had like a little propeller that made you just swim kind of swiftly. And then Cranky had like... He swung his stick in front of him uh, to attack things in front of you. But I don't know what Diddy's underwater power-up was. I... Do you don't know? Don't really. No, I didn't take any notice. Oh well, I really liked Dixie's again. So she was like super overpowered for me. Like she twisted her hair and like having a almost like having a small motor, like an underground. I mean, an underwater jet ski sort of thing. Like you could just kind of cruise without tapping swim. Yep. Um, and even I hated Cranky, but underwater I liked him because he like yeah he waved his stick around in front of him, and so if you got close to like you know fish or anything that could be attacked, he just like wiped them out, which was pretty cool. But I, I think I just always skipped Diddy, so I never actually got a chance to see what he did. But um, yeah, you know, um, it's a hard game. It's not easy. Oh yeah, like quite compa- hard. I was comparing it to Kirby a lot because I was playing Kirby the other day as well, and Kirby is an oh, that's black and white cakewalk <laughs> compared to this. Yeah, like if I'll different. If, yeah. I'm glad I wasn't doing the Donkey Kong challenge. I actually finished this the other day. Oh, you finished Donkey? Yeah, Kong? Yeah, yeah. I rolled the credits on it. Oh, nice. How many worlds are uh, there? There are six plus one hidden. Oh, okay. Cool, cool. Is it hidden like you have to do secret stuff? Uh, or like it Hidden. Just... Do you want me to tell you? Well, I want you to tell me, but I don't know if we... Should we put it in the podcast? Yeah, okay. Look, there is a hidden world. Um, yeah. So we'll just leave it at that. Um, so I never did yep. the hidden world. Uh, I just played okay. through the main game to the last boss. But it was hard. Like some levels I'd die 20, 30 times. Yeah. Towards the end. Um, 
one thing I'm finding, I don't know if you found this like once you ended, because I have an issue with games where, and I'm sure um, some of you listeners know this, that it takes me so much longer to finish games because I just have extreme FOMO and OCD and I hate missing out on anything. Even like a lot of it is spent at looking at things, just staring, not even like collecting or anything or like making my percentage bigger. I just like looking at everything in the game and everything that's been designed and you know, I spend a lot of time in photo mode. This game, I'm I'm only, where am I? I'm in the fifth world. And I'm feeling some serious FOMO, like fear of missing out, for those of you who don't know what that is. Because I feel like half the map is left out, you know, because of different ways of finishing the level. You have like two different paths. Yep. And, and some take you. And I feel like some of them take you to these really fun, funky levels. And it just makes me go like, how many of these have I missed? Like what cool stuff? I kind of miss the just like, do every level thing of the first three in the Super NES version. Like, I know this is very yeah, uh, but what, the ones Super in that Mario had World, super, like uh, secret levels and stuff as well. Yeah, but not from like how you finish the level. You usually find them in the overworld True. by doing like little things. Like, I don't know because I just I don't know if you did the same. But once I finished the level, I was like, "Yep, cool, I'm done with that level. I'll play the next one. Play the next one." Yeah, yeah. And, I mean, I guess it's longevity, and you you should like. It's making it um, replayable so you go back and play it. But the levels are so hard and it's such a relief to finally finish some of them that you're like, oh, there's another place I could have gone? Yep. Yeah, not doing that. <laughs> you know. Uh, another thing is the long boss fights. I, oh, I didn't agree with yeah. this. Like, uh, Donkey Kong bosses are normally three hits for a boss, you know, or whatever. Did, did, yeah. Some of these fights just dragged on for so, so long. Yeah. Like, like some of them didn't get harder. They just lengthened. Like, nothing was getting sort of more challenging. It was just more of the same challenge to kind of make sure, like, oh, he's not dead yet. Let's keep going till we kill the player. Yeah. And it's like, no, I've already proven I can do this thing. Why do we have to do it four more times? Yeah, it was getting a bit... Some I think one of the battles goes for well over five minutes. Yeah, and I mean, they're fun if they were shorter. Like, the things that you do in them, I... I enjoyed some of the boss fights like quite a bit but then yeah as they doubled up at least in cuphead every time it happens it's a new thing yeah that you're doing you know like those are long and hard but it's always different whereas this they like i don't know the mechanics seemed similar it just kind of dragged on a bit yeah i know what you mean yeah yeah Mm. i definitely felt that as well but um um oh I should mention this because this is the main thing they added compared to the first version. You know how they added Funky Kong because there was a lot of complaints about how hard this game was. Especially, I guess, for younger gamers because the thing with this is it does appeal to the younger audience. Because like Donkey Kong, it's cute. The music's fun and the, you know, the characters are like, it's all very charming and kiddie. So it appears to the younger audience and then they play it and it's like, yeah, this is too hard for kids. So they added... Funky Kong, and what that actually means is when you use him, he can do a couple of things that make the game pretty much a cakewalk. He uh, he can double jump. He lands on spikes on his surfboard. He also hovers uh, exactly like Dixie used to do. She doesn't do it the same as she used to in part two and three, where she used to just like helicopter all the way down to the ground in a long sort of horizontal movement. Now she does like a little flick, and then she drops straight down, which confused the hell out of me for the first couple hours because I was so used to the other one. So I fell down many a hole. So Funky Kong can do that by spinning his board. And also he has five hearts instead of three. Instead of two. Which gives you a total of... 
Sorry? instead of two. Oh, two? Yeah. See, all of my characters must have three because this is another thing that I wasn't happy with. Right at the start, you choose whether you... Because I need to see what Funky Kong does. And it says, well, do you do the funky mode or the DK mode? And it's like, if you use the Donkey Kong mode, you can't use Funky Kong at all. So I'm like, well, how can I review him? So I chose the Funky Kong and they're like, beware, you cannot change this ever. But you can choose either of the people. I'm like, oh, sweet ass. Okay, I'll just use Donkey Kong. But I'll, you know, I'll check out Funky Kong to see what it's like. But all my characters have three hearts. Oh my God, so you're playing on easy mode. I have to, because the game won't let me switch back. Or you back. could just, I don't know, make a brand new save of the game. Yeah, but how, see, until this very moment, how was I to know? Because I jumped on and thought, I assumed that Funky Kong was the easy mode. Because, you know, so, because they give you a choice whether you, you're Funky or Donkey. And Funky Kong had five hearts. And then I chose Donkey Kong and he had three. And I'm like, ah, well, this must be normal then. So I just won't use Funky Kong. Wow. So I've just played through and had no idea. And there's no way of telling me until right now. And then you can't switch back. Like, as you choose it, they go like, oh, yeah. Which is, which is kind of fine if you do the easy mode. But if you're younger and you're doing the Donkey Kong mode first... And you play that for half the game, and then you realize, oh, no, nah, I want to try Funky Kong now because this is too hard. You've got to restart the whole game. You can't just kind of change your difficulty, with, yeah. which I feel for like a younger player, you know, some kids, I know I would do it. I'd probably just go like, no, I'll just be Donkey Kong for a while. And then you'd be like, oh, it's really hard. I'm going to see if I can. Yeah. yeah. Well, so, uh, with the Funky mode, like I went through the whole first world as him just to have a look to see how much easier it was. Yeah. It was a lot easier. I just felt like I was just running and just jumping and just winning. Um, oh, he's so the, easy. The yeah. boss still, like, the first boss is actually still a bit harder though. And same with the minecart levels as well. They're still challenging oh, even yeah. when you are Funky Kong. Uh, I didn't, I hadn't used him for them. I think I just played a couple of levels. Yeah. Him, so I hadn't tried a boss yeah, yet. Yeah, so I thought I'd try the boss and the minecarts because normally the minecart oh, levels I love the mine are, are friggin' hard. And yeah, with Funky yeah. Kong, it's, um, it's still a challenge. With getting all your... Yeah. Because a lot of it is precision jumping and timing and, and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, except him having five hearts, like, that'll no, help. No, because you only had drop down to, like, three in the minecart or whatever. Oh, does yeah. it? It still drops down to three. Oh, that's good to yeah. know. Cool. Okay, because that's the health of your yeah. cart sort mm-hmm. of thing instead of your... Yeah, yeah. Interesting. Um, another thing I actually wow. did like about this game, though, was the music. Because they brought back some classic tracks from, like, part one, etc. And you, you'd be, yeah, you'd be swing, swimming along. And uh, it's one of my favorite tunes in the whole series. I'm like, hang on a second. That's a tune from Donkey Kong. Yeah. Kong 1. And then, yeah, yeah, it starts playing. I'm, like, swimming around going, oh, this is awesome. I'm like, I'm really liking this. Yeah, I totally heard that last night. Like, obviously, the very first level always has that classic Donkey Kong Country tune. But then it shifts to, like, all these new instrument instrumentals, which is a lot of fun. And then it's not for, like, three or four worlds later where you hear the water one and you're, like, filled with nostalgia. And you're like, why am I... Oh, yeah, it's the music. It's even got, like, a similar sort of MIDI quality to the drums. Yep. And the... Well, the new music is awesome, too. Like, that Africa world, I was just in love with that music. It was really cool, like chants and like different rhythms, and it was very fun. Uh, I just wanted to mention one um, of my new favorite Donkey Kong levels ever is the Bouncy Jelly level. I just wanted to say that. Oh, the oh, is it? I really like the wind ones and the the new use of fire. Oh yeah, like I really enjoyed that. I just think they keep sort of upping the ante on like just cool little um, platformer mechanics, like 
the, in the fire one, you know, like you jump on trees and they burn down slowly or you like step on the leaves and they crumble. But there's also like these water berries that you have to throw at bushes or burning vines. Like, yeah, it would just, yeah, they, they put in a few extra things. It's not just like Donkey Kong again with different skin. Yeah, I think I think that kind of covers most of it without really spoiling yeah. anything too so much. So what do you give it? What, what do you give your score? In the end, I ended up giving this one a seven carriages out of ten because it was... I had a lot of fun, but it's still a bit floaty for me. I did forget to mention I do really, really, really miss having a run button. I feel Donkey Kong Country was always one that I liked holding run with. Um, and I know this might sound shallow as a gamer, but I really wish there was something a bit more memorable about the visuals. I mean, they have that the, the odd silhouette level, which is just striking and like beautiful to look at. But I don't know, something... The first three Donkey Kong Country games on the SNES, like they were great platformers, but the thing that just made you kind of like, wow, and feel like their thing was that their visuals were so vastly ahead of their time and like just amazing to look at. And now it's just okay, which I feel is fine for most games, but for for Donkey Kong Country, I don't know why, but it's just okay. Like I could play Rayman Legends, and that that'll blow me away a lot more visually as a platformer, you know. So something there's something missing in there for me. So yeah, seven carriages out of ten. All right, I'm gonna give it. And you? Uh, I'm gonna give it an eight. Um, nice. Yeah. You mentioned the visuals. Look, I'd be absolutely stoked if they upgraded two with um, the new ones visuals and did a remaster. I'd be so so happy. Really? Yeah. These visuals are so like normal vanillary looking. Games. I just want a new version of two to play. Yeah, I'll play anything with a run button and Dixie's old mechanics. Yeah. That's true. But yeah, it was a lot of fun though. Yeah. And it's as far as like a 2D platforming game, we also forgot to mention that this is just such a good fit for the Switch. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I, I love playing in handheld game. mode and just the on and like the, just the jump in, jump out nature of the Switch was great. That was that was really good. But yeah, I, I enjoyed it. I thought it was a solid platformer. Like I preferred it over yeah. Kirby, and um, just for the challenge, oh, just yeah. for the challenge aspect because Kirby was too easy. While some bits of this game was probably frustratingly hard for different reasons, but I still preferred the yeah. whole product because of just the added challenge to each level. Yeah, and it, it does feel cool. Like, I don't know, Donkey Kong Country games just feel more fun than Kirby games to me as a player. Well, that was uh, Donkey Kong Country Tropical Freeze on Nintendo Switch. <laughs> and that brings us, ladies and gentlemen, to Games of Our Lives, where we are talking about our favorite game from every system we've ever owned. Like sands through the hourglass, so are the games of, of our lives. And this episode, we are up to the GameCube. Yay! Uh, GameCube. A pretty easy one yeah. for, for this one. I think we were just talking about it before we started recording, and it seems like our stories are extremely similar. Yes. Um, so, firstly, neither of us actually owned the machine, but it was still in our house. Yeah. Yep, uh, someone I was living with at the time owned one, and yep. um, I got Zelda on it and played Zelda Wind Waker, and that was pretty much the main game I played on it, uh, apart from Pokemon Coliseum, but it was mostly Wind Waker I played. Um, still one of the better Zeldas in the whole series. Absolutely, and for me it was very similar. My um, 
my younger brothers owned it. I don't know if they both owned it or one owned it. They'll have to clear that up for me. But I just, you know, because I'm the older brother, I was like, I'm taking this, guys, and playing me some Wind Waker for a while. And brought it into my room and played that. And I think I played a lot of um, Crazy Taxi on it as well. I believe there was a port on the on the GameCube after it came out on Dreamcast, which I had a lot of fun with. But obviously, that didn't hold a candle to Wind Waker. Sorry, and what game was I that? I love Wind Waker. Crazy Taxi? Oh, Crazy Taxi, yeah, okay. Yeah, a lot of fun. But, um, I mean, Wind Waker, of all the Zeldas, is the one whose link has made it onto my arm of gaming tattoos. So that's definitely one that holds a very close place to my heart. Wind Waker is awesome. I love the art style. Yep. I, I find it so weird. Like, a lot of time you hear about people who love that um, cel-shaded style, but you hear stories of people who were, like, epically disappointed when it was revealed. Oh, oh the hate. Like, the internet wasn't as big. Yeah. As now as it was, but imagine it nowadays, but with like the audience back then expecting, um, cause that was the game after, um, Majora's Mask. So we, we yeah. We, and it was slowly getting like darker and cooler. Yeah. And then suddenly here's this little bright, colorful kitty link in this cell shaded thing. And people, I still remember people went nuts. I went nuts too, actually. I was like, what is this? I want adult link and, and all this oh, sort of did you? stuff. I don't want to I be in a opposite. boat and all this stuff. I want my friggin' horse and adult link and all. Oh, <laughs> I was such a fan of the um, that whole cell shaded movement. Like there was this game that came out, which no one cares about at all anymore. And I bet you, you won't even know what it's called, but please prove me wrong. A game called Automodelista. Do you know it? Eh? Nope. That's fine. It came out on PS2 and it was, it was just a racing game, like Need for Speed, but all cell shaded. And it was like all these normal, like, Skylines and Subarus and all these cool cars and you can do them up and paint, but it was all just like cell shaded and it was it looked awesome and I was in love with like you know um, Jet Set Radio Future and all that. So when I saw Wind Waker and it was cell shaded, I'm like, oh my god, no way! Well, I, I, holy crap! I was sold five minutes into playing the game, like because it was a Zelda game. I'm like, all right, I'll play it. I started playing it and bang, sold straight away. As soon as you saw oh, that it's first the most, moment, you jump in the water it's the most and you just move around a bit. Link ever. Very good game. That was an easy one. That was Games of Our Lives. A nice, easy one. So, getting uh, to the last bit of our podcast now, which brings us to our passenger queries, the questions, which, of course, you guys can ask us if you want. Just jump on our website, www. Sorry, three W's. www gametrainpodcast.com and uh, just scroll right to the bottom and there's a little question section there and just write away. And we've got one here from uh, our friend, Mrs. Lelante. She, uh, she's actually one of our Twitch friends. Her Twitch is twitch.tv slash Mrs. Lelante, M-R-S-L-L-A-N-T-E. And she asks, for someone who hasn't been to a gaming or pop culture expo in Australia, which one would be the best place to start that is also kid-friendly great question that's right very good one well um, we've been to a couple as game train being the eb yes. expo and pax and i've also been to supernovas in the past as well uh, you went to the rtx as well oh and i've been to rtx as well of course yeah mm-hmm. yes um yep. so we've done a few now um look uh, with this year um with the combining of the eb expo and pax Right, so now you've pretty much got two expos joining into one Gigantor Expo. I'm going to have to say that because 
it, it's your main big one. Like it's it's such an awesome expo in that there is okay, there is so many different little sections. You got your commercialized section, like all your big Nintendo, Microsoft, Sony areas, etc. Um, but then you at, on the other side you've got the big tabletop area and and people doing painting and art and drawings and, yes. and all this oh, sort of so stuff. So true. Great and, point. And then then you've got the cosplayers. Like there are so many cosplayers around this venue and they they are so friendly. Like if you want to get a photo or have a chat to them or whatever, they're all, you know, willing to give their time. Like and she asked if it was kid friendly. It's very kid friendly. It's it's like a big community community impacts. Um, yeah, and it's very warm in there. Like, yeah. like the people's sort of personalities. Everyone is helping everyone, and it really does feel like a giant family. Yeah, it's, they're all so helpful. They're not. Yeah, it's just yeah, a really great experience. I know her concern when she asked the question was a bit about money and things. I'd say, look, it is worth it because it is a three-day expo. You don't have to go all three days. Um, yep. But it, it's pro- it's easily the premier one in Australia. Like. It definitely oh, yeah. is, and if you if you haven't done a con before, it's a great one to start at, as well. Yep. Um, because yep. So a, a, true. as we said, there is several sides to this um, to this venue. So yeah, um, I'd say I say go PAX, hundred percent. Yep, couldn't agree more. Or PAX slash EB Expo, whatever. They yeah, call which it is now dry- but- and. I know a concern was the money as well. Well, it's now pretty much two expos joined into one gigantic one. So yeah. Yep. Yep, just uh, rule your day out and yep. do nothing else but that. Get up nice and early. Exactly. And cover a lot of the floor. Uh, yeah, I completely agree. Well, that brings us to the end, which means, of course, we have to finish with our lame train, love train, and hype train. And as always, we'll start with the lame train. All right, lame train. Callan, what do you got for us? All right, Nintendo. That's right. Lining them wow, up. Wow, Nintendo's week. your lame train? Yep. No. Okay, Nintendo. <laughs> you guys start out your Switch. Why didn't you have your cloud saves on there? Right? Why didn't you release a charging thing where you could easily sit it in tabletop mode and plug a charge in there without it just being this wonky mess? Why wait over a year to release this? It should have been there day one. It should have been base stuff in the Switch. Also following on from that coming out and saying no virtual console but then not explain to people hey you're still going to be able to get plenty of retro stuff was silly you should have said that rather than just saying oh no virtual console and watching yeah the masses on the internet lose their minds over this yeah yeah it was easily fixed by just like the right wording hey yeah go hey look we're not doing virtual console anymore but we are going to be releasing regular amounts of retro games on the console that you'll be able to get in packages or or whatever just say that and people will be like right cool so eventually i will be able to get donkey kong country 2 on my nintendo switch cool instead of saying no virtual console and someone gone but i want donkey kong 2 on my switch okay that's my lamb train this week and i mean that's so funny because like as we were saying yesterday i was just talking to to you callan we were mentioning how like people are getting fired up about this but as it stands at this length of the console's lifespan the switch still has more virtual console as you call it but like more of the old retro games available than most of the other nintendo platforms had at this stage anyway yeah so it's there i I, I just think people should 
also stop jumping to conclusions and losing their minds over this sort of stuff. It's like you just chill and just go, hang on a second. You know, there's probably other stuff coming. Yep. And I hang on a sec. There's already so much out. Yep. So retain your mind and stop losing it over at the end. Yep. Right. What's yours, mate? Okay. My lame train is also started by Nintendo. Video conferences. <laughs> Guys, come on. I mean, they are cool and I get that they're convenient and cheap. But during that E3 sort of season where there's all these like, I don't know, kind of like spectacle and, and it's it's kind of really exciting and fun to see them. And now, you know, we've heard that Square might be jumping on and doing a similar thing to Nintendo and doing like these video conferences instead of like a proper live E3 conference on a stage. I know it's just a small thing, but it's kind of like someone announcing there's like, oh, yep, Lady Gaga is touring, but you have to watch the show on your iPhone instead of going to see it live and seeing the exciting stuff that happens. So, okay. I don't know. That that's yep. that was my main lame train. It's warranted. All right. What about uh, Love Train? What do you got? Right. So, uh for Love Train this week, uh it is actually finishing off some games. So, I've been quite busy. I I rolled credits oh, on yes. Persona 5, Donkey Kong, um Dream Drop Distance, Kingdom Hearts, um, nice. and, then, and then the Aqua episode following that on the 2.8 collection. So I've done a, a fair bit of credit rolling um, uh, this last couple of weeks, and I've almost finished Ori as well. So I've kind of been loving like finishing off all these games that I've had sitting there for a while. Oh, of course, Bloodborne as well. Finish that. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. So just smashing that pile of shame. Yeah, pretty much. Just, just getting them out of the way and just, yeah, finishing them off. So yeah, that's my love train this week. Awesome. Um, mine is planning for E3. It was, um, you know, just like texts with you and... Oh, well, Tom what? Messaging and... me and going, what's the website of all the accommodation you booked, Kalon? Yeah, pretty much. Like, and just sorting out over here with, you know, with people at home and saying, oh, where will you be? Where are you going? And what the accommodation... Like, it, as soon as that happens, it kind of feels... And like, you know, behind the scenes, dad helping me with... Um, Visa stuff and um, insurance, you know, like travel insurance. It all sounds like boring, nitpicky stuff, but all of that just makes you go like, wait a minute, me and two of the best friends in the freaking world are going to E3 next month, like next month, just for games. It's like 32 days or 33 days away. Man, I'm so excited and I can't wait to go, like to be in an airplane and flying to L.A., to hang out with you and Genghis Tuan, just covering games. It's like, you know, it's like a dream come true. It's awesome. So that's definitely my love train. I've loved, like, just making it real. Like, instead of the reason why it's not in hype train, it's because I feel like now we're actually living it, now that the planning's happening. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I just want to see Venice Beach because of Tony Hawk Pro Skater 2. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, all right. Hype train. Hype train. <laughs> What do you got for us? Okay, mine is... Man, this is funny. Uh, Square Enix have announced that they're doing a presentation for E3. Okay, I know you didn't like the video, but I'm excited because Square Enix hasn't hasn't put on anything big for a couple of years. Normally, they'll have a trailer or two just insert into like the uh, Sony conferences somewhere, etc. So yep, yep, the fact yep. that they've they said, even though it's only a video presentation, the whole thing is going to be Square Enix stuff. So we're probably going to be seeing 
Final Fantasy VII Remake stuff, some other cool RPGs, I'm assuming Life is Strange Season 2, and of course the big one, which I'm so excited about after finishing everything in the series now, is Kingdom Hearts 3, and the, uh, that release yes. date, and I'm going to go out on a whim and say it here, I'm still thinking it's going to be a November 2 release date. Uh, yeah. Okay. I, I'm, I'm, I'm so positive that we are getting it this year now. Wow. All right. Nice. Yep. Yeah. It, it is cool that, um, Square are doing, Square Enix are doing their own thing again. That is, that is very exciting. So I very much agree with your one there. That's nice. Um, my hype train is something that they'll probably show at that thing. Just a new Tomb Raider for September 17. Oh, uh, of course. Yeah, back in my hype train because the new um, the new trailer came out and it just looks really like gritty and hardcore and I don't know I think it's going to be a lot of fun like she's finally you know we've said all this before but you you saw it in, in the trailer like she covers her face with mud and does all this cool stuff and she's a bit more like badass and I I hope that the stealth plays a bigger part this time and it just got me hyped again and, and excited so um so yeah that brings us to the end of our episode guys thank you very much for uh, for hanging out with us uh, once again you can catch us on our, um, our website, gametrainpodcast.com, or come and hang out with us on Twitch, which is just twitch.tv slash gametraintwitch. Um, and those times, again, Callan does his Neo Challenge every Sunday and Wednesday, 8 p.m. AEST. And he does a variety stream on Thursdays, 8 p.m. AEST. Uh, and I do a variety stream on Mondays, 8 p.m. AEST. So next time, we'll be covering uh, State of Decay 2, we're going to be jumping on it soon, actually, hey? Mm-hmm. We've uh, been quite lucky to be given a copy to uh, check out, so we will be able to have a really thorough review for you guys in two weeks. But, um, yeah, thank you very much. Yep, thank you Rock very much roll. for, uh, for uh, tuning in once again. Yeah, this has been Game Train. Game Train.